other words, they told me that they were suspending me under clause 9.1. Budget to ensure financial stability amid rising costs of everyday living. You have to tell us more about family finance. In today's world, listeners are complex and multidimensional, and it's a little cumbersome to toggle back and forth from channel to channel trying to get your fix. We feel your podcast should be just as diverse as you. Welcome to Fred Talks where the topics are as layered and multifaceted as you are, with a dash of inspiration and a little bit of an edge. Hey, welcome to another episode of Fred Talks. I'm your host, Fred B. And man, listen, I don't even want to wax philosophical. I don't want to take a securities route. To get to the point, straight out the gate, I want to shoot straight with the sobering question, what are you building, fam? What are you constructing? We got to talk about it because there's a lot of chatter going on on the sidelines, a lot of internal chatter. And there's a lot of people on the field actually in the game, actually with their hands to the plow, doing the work, getting distracted by some of the sideline chatter. So we got to talk about it. But first, you know, I got to hit you with the ground. This probably doesn't need to be said, but of course, we're going to say it anyway. The views and opinions expressed on Fred Talks podcast are not to be misconstrued as professional advice, counsel, gospel, a personal attack, law, guarantees, a substitution for hard work, a one-size-fits-all formula for every scenario, or any type of promise. It's a podcast, y'all. Come on. You know you need to consult a credentialed professional before making a hasty or significant change with your life. Don't you? Don't you? Of course you do. Now, be encouraged by the show. Be entertained by the show. Be challenged to cross-examine some of your long-held beliefs. Note, the host and his guests have strong views held loosely. Being committed to lifelong learning means that the perspectives may change in light of information. That's not contradiction. That's evolution. So please, don't come for us. Unless we send for you. Now that we have an understanding, let's get back to today's episode of Bread Talks. All right, so let me tell y'all why we're talking about this today, how we got here. Look, I know you're probably already thinking that the inspiration behind this episode is me having a chip on my shoulder about some other hater. But the truth is, in this case, I was the hater. Yep. You heard that right. I was the hater. I'm out, and I'm out here snitching on myself. I was on the sidelines and um, I was on the sidelines, big mad, all in my feelings, catching all the feels, emo, right? At other folks, as if they were the ones who uh, told me to stay on the sidelines, told me to go on the sidelines or had the power or even the desire, right? To arrest me and tether me to the sidelines. But it was really by my action or my inaction I was the one who relegated myself to the sidelines, got comfortable, got real cozy, got me, you know, a nice pillow and everything. I was cozy over there on the sidelines. <laughs> See, there was there were some there were some aspirations that I held for a long time and I hadn't mustered the courage or even found located the self-confidence to launch out and even take baby steps. So meanwhile, I was big mad at other people who were doing what I wanted to do. I, and they were doing it, albeit poorly, but they were doing it consistently. Um, and by virtue of their consistency, by them continuing to, to, to work at it, by virtue of that, they were therefore getting better at it with time. Meanwhile, I hadn't busted a grape. I'm just over there in my feelings. And the only thing I was constructing were storylines and excuses in my head uh, to, to assuage my conscience for my actions or actually my inaction towards the things that I said I wanted to do. 
So I stumbled across a post from Warren Buffett, which said predicting rain doesn't count. You know, pointing out the obvious doesn't count. Predicting rain doesn't count. Building an ark does. Building an ark counts. And the truth of the matter is either we are critiquing or we are constructing. Generally, if we don't busy ourselves with the work of building something, then we'll be lured into the negative activity of destroying through criticism the work of others who are actually building. And watch this. You can test this hypothesis out yourself. Next time a chatty patty or a negative Nancy runs up on you hating on somebody or hating on you, posturing as the quality control of somebody else's performance, just stop them. Ask them to show their work. Ask them, you know, what have they done? Not what they would do. What would you do in a situation? What have you been doing? So you've seen, you've observed a problem. Okay. Somebody's out there trying their best, or even if they're making a mediocre attempt, they're doing something solution oriented. Interrupt them and say, Hey, but what are you doing? Negative Nancy, chatty patty, and see if that doesn't uh, silence them. Or maybe you don't want to be that confrontation. Maybe you don't have it in you yet to, to, uh, to confront them that way. How about this? To test this to test this hypothesis out. How about just scroll up and down your timeline, whether it be social, whether it be uh, Facebook, whether it be Twitter, you know, Instagram. Scroll up and down your timeline and just observe. Make a note. Who are the loudest and the ugliest in their critique of other people or of other systems? And zoom in to see what achievements have they posted lately, or what progress pictures have they shared. And if you can't find it, there's probably a good reason for that. Maybe they don't exist. Now, let me change gears for a little bit. Let me go all bible on you for a moment to try to really amplify this point. So in the Christian tradition of faith, there's a parabolic teaching of a father who had two sons. Uh, one son uh, is self-righteous, and because he's self-righteous, as self-righteous people are, he's a rule keeper, right? And uh, that's, that's where he prides, that's where he finds his pride, uh, on the ability to keep rules, <laughs> as if that's a skill. Uh, and the other is adventurous, even though he's prodigal, he's wasteful. Okay. So you might know this is the story of the prodigal son. So, and I guess it's also worth pointing out that a lot of times the self-righteous one is the eldest one, uh, in, 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 re- in real life. I mean, so in the story, he happens to be the eldest and in our regular life, sometimes the people that are the more tenured, uh, are the people that have fallen in love with the, the rules or the old rules, the traditions, uh, they have, uh, made themselves, they have dubbed themselves, um, the rule enforcer and the rule keeper. And they just over there as stick in the mud people sometimes. And sometimes this is the disconnect. Uh, this is the tension and the animus that we observe between um, two different generations, right? That's no shade to my elders. Um, but this is, a, this is a, a dynamic I just want to call attention to that not only are my elders or people of that generation um, susceptible to, but I'm also susceptible to demonstrate some of this type of behavior towards, you know, my children and and my children's peers, if I'm not careful, if I'm not cognizant of it, and I allow this blind spot to just, you know, run its course. But in any, in any case, so, so I just want, I'll say that to just make sure that you and I uh, are not in the way. We're not becoming the bane of innovation because we love the old rules. But in any case, uh, the prodigal son goes, uh, he goes after life full throttle. He's like, I'm going to live life. He's out here on this whole vibe like YOLO. You only get to live once. I'm about to enjoy every aspect of my life. I'm going to relish the moment and I'm not even thinking about tomorrow. So as a result, as he does that, irresponsibly, he depletes his funds. 
right? So he just got a bag from his dad because he asked his dad, like, yeah, let me get the inheritance from you. Let me let, run that inheritance, right? So his dad gives him the funds and he squanders it. He depletes it all. He runs through it out here living recklessly. And, and not only does he deplete the funds, y'all, but he also kind of depletes or diminishes a sense of his dignity as well. And, but, you know, he returns home to be fully reinstated because while he got to his low point, sometimes people got to reach their low point before they snap back and they, they kind of come to themselves. And so while he was out there wilding and r running out of running on fumes and running out of resources and running out of even self-respect, eventually he hit bottom. And then, you know, once you hit the bottom, sometimes the only way, um, the only way you can go now is up. And so he started to come to himself. He started to come up. Right. And he says, man, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go holler at my pops. And, you know, I'm gonna just got trying to get reinstated. And so he returns home. So he can be fully reinstated, fully received and fully reinstated by his father. And who meets him? The older brother, <laughs> um, who, who was the one that was always playing it safe, who was always um, the subject matter expert on what the rules are. He kept all the rules and wanted to enforce it because a lot of times your liberty um, is an insult to those people that are bound by rules. Right. Uh, <laughs> so he was boiling with contempt for his brother and he conjured up all these crazy stories and he projected it onto his brother because, mind you, he stayed at the crib. His brother went out and lived this adventurous life. So he had he really doesn't know what his brother was doing, but he made he hurled all these accusations and he he's all in his father's ear talking about, well, no, nah, you know, my little brother, he was out there doing this, doing that, doing this and doing that. All manner of evil, if you will. So long story made short, though. The eldest brother's disdain was really because he never ventured out and explored himself. A lot of times when people are assailing you with these visceral comments and they can't even be verified. Sometimes they're not arguing with you. Sometimes they're not mad at you. They are really mad at themselves and they can't get over it. And you're just the face or you're the mirror to their inadequacies or you are the mirror to their lack of courage and lack of adventure, right? So, so people who play it safe always have contempt for agents of change and those who question uh, or try to disrupt the status quo. People bound by rules always despise the liberty that others enjoy. And people who aren't building are always irritated when they should be inspired by observing other people build. Now, I took the scenic route and I use this ancient tale, this, you know, from Christian tradition to say what the hood proverb says is, which is that sometimes people hate you simply because they ain't you. The criticism they project may really come from a place of criticism that they have for themselves. And I don't know if you, if you feel me on this, but my observation is that those who contribute the least <laughs> have the most critique. Y'all feel me on that? I mean, for many people, the only thing that they have ever built or are currently building in this season is criticism. And anyone cr can critique. That's what the quote was saying. Hey, there's no skill in critiquing. There's no, there's no um, virtue in being able to state the obvious. You know, everyone isn't qualified uh, to critique. Everyone can offer a critique, but everyone isn't qualified. They're, it doesn't have any substance because you haven't built anything. And there's just simply too many critics who don't have credentials behind their critique to support their critique? Who made you the subject matter expert of somebody else's performance? Some people are criticizing like it's their nine to five. Everyone can build, but not everyone does build. Catch that. Everyone can build something other than critique, other than criticism. But not everyone is willing to. Not everybody is out there doing it. And from experience, I can tell you that whenever we are not busy building, two things are virtually bound to happen. First thing is 
will become critical of those who are building. Because remember, I opened up just telling on myself that there was a time, probably more than once, where I found myself looking at people doing what I told myself I could be doing, I should be doing, I'm better at. You know, I continued to rehearse it internally over and over and over again. Every time I saw them do it, every time I saw them make a post about it, every time I heard them in conversation about it, um, I allowed my mind to immediately identify where they were not up to standard. It was hard for me to rejoice with them as they rejoiced. It was hard for me to celebrate their success as if their success was an indictment against me, right? It was hard. Uh, uh, and, and I was out there comparing them. But the thing is, I could not compare. <laughs> I had nothing. I had not constructed anything to compare, even if I thought what they were doing was mediocre. I couldn't compare because the truth was, while I probably could produce something better than them, you know, that's what I was telling myself. Oh, I could do it better. I wasn't producing anything at all. And so it begged the question, Fred, how do you know you can do it better? Or better yet, if you can do it better, then why aren't you? Why aren't you even doing a modicum of what they're doing? And it checked me off. Uh, it checked me because I had to sit with the notion that maybe I really couldn't produce it like I thought I could. But posturing like I could was just the right amount of delusion <laughs> to make me feel like I could. Or even if I had the skills, even if I had the resume that said I could, I didn't have the courage to try now. I didn't have the discipline to manifest my vision. I wasn't willing to show the perseverance to execute in spite of all the moving pieces that comes with adulting. And rather than muster the courage, rather than develop myself, I mustered the criticism. And somehow I derived this, this perverted sense of satisfaction from the criticism I was able to, um, to, 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 to just give unsolicited. <laughs> Meanwhile, those on the field, even if they were failing, were continuing to sharpen their abilities simply because they started with what they had and remained diligent. Sometimes you got to start with what you have so you don't remain with just what you have. And me, on the other hand, while their talent strengthened by virtue of the of use, my talent, the measure of talent that I did have, it began, to, it was just atrophying. It was it was eroding by virtue of neglect, you know, just like muscles. You know, they like to say that muscles turn into fat. Well, really what you experience is you experience atrophy. It just weakens for lack of use. If you don't use it, you lose it. All right, so here's another thing. If we aren't critiquing them, we are silently competing with them. So I talked about constructing, right? We want to make sure we're constructing. If we're not constructing, chances are we're critiquing them. And if we're, if we're not critiquing them, or even if we are critiquing them, we are also... So and or competing with them. Now, that means silently preying on their demise. <laughs> uh, but the thing the catch is, you know, someone else's light dimming doesn't make my light shine brighter. Their L is not my W. You know, if the other person stops, it doesn't it still doesn't build something in my name. It doesn't add to my legacy or it doesn't add to my account. I'm still supposed to build something for my account. <laughs> you know, in the words of Hove, Jay-Z. What they eat don't make me ish, right? So I don't get points for someone else not taking shots. It's not a zero-sum game. I only get points for the shots that I take or at least uh, the shots that I assist with. So you got to say this with me, y'all. I only get points for the shots that I take or assist with. I only get points for the shots that I take or assist with. I only get points for the shots that I take or assist with. Because, listen... What, you know, 
if, if we're not consumed with building, whether it's building a life by design, building a career, building a better credit score, building better habits that serve us, building our family by making sure that we have that quality time, that eyeball to eyeball time, that heart to heart exchange, right? I'm not talking about FaceTime on the phone, but FaceTime, like you're in their face, phones are down, right? If we're not building, whenever we aren't building, we become wanderers because every distraction, every shiny thing now will be able to get our attention, okay? Building is a panacea for being vulnerable to minuscule distractions. And if we get enough momentum behind what we're building, then we have the, we have the ability to bulldoze every, every distraction. Every, everything barking at us won't get, get our attention. We will, have, we, we will just have enough momentum to swing right through or right over all these things that are trying to vie for our attention. And I know I'm right. You know, we take the bait for every piece of shade thrown and, and we're more easily offended. Why? Simply because we have the time to be offended. We have the capacity because we're not filling up our capacity with other things. We have the discretionary time to get lured into a 60 comment thread on Facebook, having vacuous conversations with avatars, people we don't even really know in real life. We don't know them offline about the latest non-issue that doesn't affect us personally, our loved ones personally, or it's not really of any significance. And watch this because we will have time to either congregate with other critics or spend excessive times responding to our critics. Sometimes being good is just, it's just, it's just a, uh, it's just a diversion. It, it, it just uh, diverts every other critic. Like you don't have the time to pay attention. You know, like, so what? Let them talk. I don't have the time to come down from this wall that I'm building. I don't have the time to, to st get off the mic to address every critic. And if you do, if you have enough time to address them, you ain't working hard enough, fam. Build faster, build bigger, you know, dream bigger, you know? And I know I'm going in on y'all, but remember the inspiration behind this was the cycle that I caught myself in and I had to shake it off. So let me give you a moment to breathe and process some of this and I'll pick it right back up after the announcement. We interrupt this episode to express our gratitude for your listenership. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular listener, we want to deepen our connection. There are a few ways to do that. First, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And of course, chances are that if you like the show, your friends will too. So be sure to post, share, and repost on all of your social media outlets. Also, don't be shy. Connect with Fred B on Twitter using the handle @FredTalks, spelled Fred T A L X. After you've completed those two steps, visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash fredtalks. Remember, talks is spelled P-A-L-X. And check out the multitude of ways for you to support. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast version of Fred Talks, imagine how electric a live Fred Talks session would be. Sure, recordings are great, but... When it comes to value, there are some intangibles that require you to be in a live setting to get full impact. The goal is to begin online via the podcast and ultimately take the sessions offline to do the real work of providing solution-oriented motivational sessions to impact current and emerging leaders of all ages. To get more information about hosting a live Fred Talk session for your staff, students, members, send an inquiry to fredtalks.com at mail.com to get the conversation started. 
That's all for now. Let's get you back to the show. All right. So there's two quotes I want to leave you with before we get out of here. Uh, one comes from Theodore Roosevelt. And here, here's how the quote goes. I'm going to read it verbatim. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm. Come on, that's a good place for me to say shout out to all the doers. Last thing, there's an African proverb that says, the unborn baby that fears criticism will never be born. It's like it's, it's likely that we criticize others for doing um, what we are afraid to do, lest we be criticized. But your fear of criticism can cause you to miscarry or abort great achievements. Block it all out, fam, and get to building. Till next time. And just like that, it's a wrap. Another episode for the archives. Do you like it? Do you feel it, though? Did anything resonate with you? Did it motivate you? So now what? What are you going to do about it? What's your next move? Share your thoughts by emailing fredtalx at mail.com or connect on Twitter at fredtalks, spelled Fred T-A-L-X. Tune in next time for some more gems.